Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Schillerud, and today I'm joined by Matt Wickland. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. What's new with you, Joe? You know, we've been spending a lot of time getting set up in the new office. That's been good. Getting ready for the weekend. You know, that's about all I got. <laughs> I see how you turn that around on me. Yeah. <laughs> So today, the the key topic that we're looking at covering is we focused a lot on Amazon advertising on the podcast. But as we continue to expand and grow, we're looking at other sources of traffic and really how do we generate more traffic offsite and use some of the tools that we've already developed and then branch out into other channels too. So today, what we wanted to introduce everybody to is using Google search through Amazon attribution coming back to your product detail page. So we can start kind of basic on the Google side, and we're really digging into this and working on getting the systems integrated together. So just want to kind of cover what we've been up to so far, what we've seen work, and just kind of a general introduction. So, you know, Matt, maybe kick it off, like wh where you want to start here. Let's start with what is Amazon attribution. Sure. So when we're talking about these offsite channels, um, we're not necessarily speaking to like driving traffic to your DTC site. We're talking about driving traffic to your Amazon pages and all the benefits that come along with that. So Amazon offers a product called Amazon Attribution, which is a measurement service for all of your non-Amazon campaigns and the contribution that they make to your Amazon brand. So even though the campaigns don't exist within Amazon, it's not a sponsored ad campaign, DSP campaign, whatever, Amazon can still measure what occurs on site from outside channels, those sure. other campaigns. Sure. And that's what attribution offers. Yep. Yeah. So if you look at attribution, like the, the key question that you always have coming from other channels is we can't institute like... Google Analytics or, you know, different things like that where we could track if people actually convert on Amazon because it's Amazon owned and they're not going to let Google track all their stuff. And so what Amazon attribution allows us to do is when we send somebody to the product detail page, see the results all the way through clicks and sales. So then we can get a better idea on the overall return we're getting from these outside sources of traffic. And so that's really what Amazon attribution allows us to do essentially generate a web link and this tells Amazon, okay, it came from this source and now let's produce results on it to really show what happened after that click. So then we can get a good idea on overall returns that we're getting from outside sources of traffic. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're an Amazon brand, you have an Amazon brand, uh, you're likely eligible for attribution and you're probably already enrolled. So the way it works is if you're brand registered, you're typically auto-enrolled in Amazon Attribution. It exists in the back end. You're already set up. You have an advertiser ID. So it's just kind of sitting there waiting for some campaigns to be added to the Attribution console, which is a pretty simple process. But before we get into that, I guess, we should probably talk about like additional benefits. Why, why use Amazon Attribution? And sure. there's one really great reason. Do you want to take, take that away? Yeah, yeah. So um, there is a brand referral bonus that you can get from sending outside traffic to Amazon. Average is 10%. It depends on the category that you're in, what that uh, brand referral bonus looks like. 
but essentially any sales that come from driving traffic off-site through Amazon attribution links are eligible for this bonus. And so essentially how it works, so if somebody comes in off of Google, clicks your ad, comes to your product detail page and purchases, now Amazon's going to give you a 10% brand referral bonus. And how this ends up cascading to you as a seller is it's going to be offset in the fees that you get charged from Amazon. So typically you're charged that 15% fee. This essentially takes it down to 5% overall. So it gives you a 10% extra margin for any products that you sell coming from these outside sources. And the key reason why Amazon likes to do this too is we're providing them extra sources of traffic coming back to Amazon. So we win because we get the brand referral bonus. Amazon wins because they get more traffic coming back to Amazon and completing those purchases. While this is a, a, a bonus, like it's indefinite at this point and when it's gonna, it, it seems like it's here to stay. It's been here for quite a while. And so it's a huge bonus, especially if you've got mailing lists built up or if you're driving traffic off off-site, you should really be using attribution to make sure that you're getting that brand referral bonus. Yeah, it's free money if you are running non-Amazon campaigns and it's resulting in traffic to your Amazon pages. And just a minor note on how that's calculated too. So attribution has a 14-day attribution window for sales. So similar to sponsor brands, sponsor display, or sponsor products if you're a vendor, any conversion event that occurs in that 14-day window after they initially click through would count towards your attribution sales with the caveat that it's a last-click attribution model just like any sort of any sort of other ad type. So if they click through on your non-Amazon campaign, it registers with Amazon attribution, and then they click a sponsored product campaign or a sponsored display campaign, whatever's last clicked will be attributed with the conversion. Sure, sure. So for Amazon attribution, kind of walk through, like, what, what does this look like? How do you set it up? Just kind of walk through the interface a bit and just talk through, like, how do you set up an Amazon attribution campaign? Sure. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty easy. Once you've already set up your non-Amazon campaign, so whether that's Google, Facebook, whatever, Instagram, YouTube, there are a ton of different mailing lists, yeah. yeah, like individual stuff from your website. If you want to link back, you could go through an Amazon attribution link. Yeah, there's a lot of available publishers that sync up with Amazon Attribution. So after those are created, you can go into the ad console where you'd look at your sponsored product campaigns, click measurement and reporting, where you'd pull like manual advertising it's kind reports. Kind of on the sidebar. Yeah, and uh, there's an attribution tab there. That'll take you to an attribution console within the ad, co ad console. A few subpages, but the main one that you land on has an option to create a campaign. If you're running, say, Google search, use the bulk template option. It's a lot easier to create those campaigns using bulk ops if you have multiple Google search campaigns, for example. Otherwise, setting up the campaign manually and just clicking through it is, I don't know, it's easier than setting up a sponsored product auto campaign. It's, sure. it's really, really simple. So. That's how you get them linked up. And the key thing you're really generating is that link then that you can then send the outside traffic to, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it, we, we've gone through Amazon Attribution. 
And then for this episode, we really want to focus on how to generate traffic via Google. So kind of walk us through like some key things that you've been testing right now. What have you seen work in and how, how are you planning to kind of expand this out? Yeah. So one of our major development projects of this year is scaling up our utilization of Amazon attribution because it has so many benefits, including the brand referral bonus, which is huge. So what's really cool is you have a gold mine of keyword information on Amazon within your sponsored ad campaigns. And we can leverage all of those keywords in Google search campaigns as well, and oftentimes pay a a lower CPC than what you pay on the Amazon platform. Sure. So cheaper traffic to your product page. And the key reason why you do this is there are so many searches that initiate on Google, even when it's intended, they intend to go directly to amazon.com. It's just the default search engine that most people use. So like there are tons of Google searches for like ping pong paddle, Amazon or computer mouse, Amazon and such like that. Or even if it's just a generic like category keyword search, like they're looking to buy, they want to buy on Amazon because it's incredibly convenient to do so. So with Google search campaigns, we can own those ad placements in search results at top of search, you know, like the first thing that they're considering considering clicking through on to begin sure. their purchase journey. Sure. And we can bypass all of the competition on Amazon and get them straight to your product page. Yep. Yeah. So if you look at like when people start product searches, so I can't remember the exact stats, but it was something like 50% of product searches now start on Amazon, but there's still the other 50% and a majority or a lot of them start on Google. You know, personally, I'm just so ingrained to go into Amazon first and browse around there. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. And, and so and a lot of people like say we use Google Chrome in our office. I use Google Chrome at home. It's so easy to instead. I usually type in Amazon.com and go to it. But a lot of people will just type in like ping pong paddle Amazon, just knowing that they want to get to Amazon instead of typing in the actual hyperlink itself to get to the website and starting the search there. So even though they know where they're going and they want to be taken to Amazon, um, they'll start on Google just because it's right in the taskbar in Chrome. Or Bing if they're like you. Or I'm not a, I'm not <laughs> no, a Binger. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is a, a great way to hit that other piece of traffic uh, when people are searching for different products that aren't going directly to Amazon because Amazon's gotten more competitive over the years. This is another great source to hit that other 50% or some or the majority of that other 50% that are looking for products but aren't starting directly on Amazon. Yeah. A great example, maybe taking a break from the structure stuff, there's so much more to go through there, but yeah. and cool stuff to come, but probably a good time for a case study, right? So one of our clients that we run Google to Amazon campaigns for, one of like our first pilot program folks that we, that we enrolled in Google to Amazon campaigns, they injected 40,000 clicks into their Amazon page, direct to their Amazon page at a 19 cent CPC, like unbelievably low cost per click. We were paying like, I don't know, $1.50 CPCs on Amazon for their category. Sure. So ridiculously low cost to get all that traffic to their page. And a lot of those folks converted initially, like immediately, and they saw a huge benefit from the brand referral bonus there. We're paying such a low CPC 
and then getting 10% back on sales and they had a higher cost product too. Sure. Like results were phenomenal. And then what's really cool, um, this is a more advanced like synergistic strategy with Google to Amazon campaigns is we ran DSP view-based retargeting campaigns in parallel. And because it injected such a large incremental audience into the consideration pool, the, the audience that we targeted with DSP, we were able to get them back to the product page and then convert them after the fact too. So sure. it just really multiplied our DSP results as well. Yeah. yeah. And so I think key things to emphasize there with that case study, one, you can get a low cost per click depending on what keywords right. you're utilizing. So if you're going very general, it's going to be more expensive. But if you can kind of niche down, that's where you can find these lower cost per clicks on Google, drive them back to Amazon. Just from those clicks we had going through attribution, we saw a great return on our advertising. But then the other outside benefit is now we just expanded the number of people who've gone to that product detail page. And so they've shown interest in the product. Maybe they didn't buy right away. But now what we can do is use retargeting ads to continually show ads to these people who have shown interest in our products and just remind them of the products. And then from those retargeting ads, we saw great results for people who may not have bought right away, but because we reminded them of it, we're coming back and then turning into even more sales overall. Yeah. So definitely a dual approach on how we can utilize that traffic that we're driving. And I think an important disclaimer with that case study too is the 19 cent CPC. That's not typical. We knew there is a massive opportunity with how low CPCs were on Google for them. That's why we move forward with it as one of our first attribution clients. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes like CPCs are materially less, uh, to get them to an Amazon page versus just starting out on Amazon. So sure. we can bypass those initial upfront higher costs through the Google to search strategy. Yeah. And one question we constantly get to is, all right, so if you're running Google ads, it's not on Amazon. Why wouldn't I just drive them back to my website? And so we get that question quite a bit. And so the way that we look at it and the way that I would look at it as a business owner is comparing everything that happens after that click. So if they go back to my website, key benefits are that, you know, from a margin standpoint, I'm not going to have to pay all of Amazon's fees. So that's great. But at the same time, from a conversion rate standpoint, if we send them back to our individual website, the conversion rate's typically going to be a lot lower. You know, average conversion rate, 1% to 2% on an individual website, where on Amazon, 12 to 15% is pretty standard. And so a significant times higher conversion rate going back to Amazon. And so the key thing then is to look at what we're getting for margins on Amazon and then see if that increased conversion rate can offset that. And what really helps us is that brand referral bonus, which makes the margin better on Amazon. And then you take into account the increased conversion rate that you're going to see. Um, the other, the one other downside with going directly to Amazon is now you don't own the customer data as much as you would on your website. So that's definitely a trade-off that you'd had to take. But if we're just looking at overall profitability, usually because of that increased conversion rate combined with the margin benefit you get from the brand referral bonus, usually it actually makes more sense to go back to Amazon than to your web page. Depends in, you know, we'd look at each case and make sure it makes sense. But in general, that's what we've been seeing. Just comparing the, the differences in conversion rate is really the key driver between the two. Yeah, totally. And 
like if you're targeting Amazon specific keywords, like Amazon ping pong paddle as an earlier example, like they're looking to go to Amazon. They're not looking to go to a DTC site. So um, it's a no brainer in a case like that for that keyword mix, but even generic like category keywords, sure. what you just said, the conversion rate benefits and brand referral make it favorable in a lot of instances. Yeah. And one other key benefit too that factors in is we're driving more sales volume mm -hmm. by driving traffic from offsite, which could help organic ranking too. So there could be other major benefits that we see there too. It just helps to continue spinning that flywheel on Amazon and helping out that organic ranking. Yeah. Driving outside traffic plus increases in order velocity on Amazon. So you kind of talk through structure a bit, yeah. uh, break down kind of how you're looking at setting up different Google campaigns and what, what are you targeting? Sure. Yeah. So a really basic structure that works quite well is breaking your campaigns out by product group and you don't need to slice and dice your Google search campaigns to the degree that you do your Amazon campaigns in most cases, you know, where you'd have like brand offense, ASIN defense cross promo kind of strategies and different tiers of category keywords. And like, you don't need to make it that complex, create a campaign for each major product group. Maybe that's parent ASIN or, you know, child ASIN, hero ASINs, whatever. And then for your ad grouping, kind of breaking out by theme a little bit more so there. So three kind of default ad groups that I'd consider that will contain different keyword mixes each would be a defensive ad group where you're targeting branded keywords. Maybe you're pairing those with Amazon, maybe not. And that's where the decision of like, do I want to invest? Do I want to go to my yeah. website or do I want to go to Amazon? Right. Yep. There's tons of things to consider there if that's the direction you want to go. Yeah. For yep. branded search, like I would say that's the most difficult decision, right? Sure. Like driving your DTC say for branded search is effective and conversion rates are high because it's branded search. They're already searching a brand. Yep. But for the two other ad groups, I think, you know, the benefits of driving to Amazon using attribution are greater. Sure. When First, somebody types in like a, a yeah, ping pong paddle Amazon, they're probably not looking to go to an individual website to buy. They want to get to Amazon. So you might as well bring them to Amazon and show them your product detail page. Yeah. So that's kind of the ad group theme too. So you've got a defensive ad group, then you've got an Amazon themed keyword ad group. Sure. And that's where you're taking category keywords, ping pong paddle, ping pong racket, whatever, you know, your core keywords are and depending Amazon with those and targeting Amazon specific searches. And then the third ad group theme would be just general generic category related keywords. And the keyword research process is a lot easier for these Google to Amazon campaigns because you likely have a wealth of keyword information specific to Amazon, but applies to Google to Amazon campaigns because you're landing on an Amazon page via your sponsored ad search term reports or your targeting mix within your current sponsored ad campaigns. Sure. So harvest search terms, pull, pull reports together, figure out, all right, what are the primary volume drivers in my account? Don't look at ROAS, I would say. Look more so at like conversion rate for keywords and pick keywords with higher conversion rate. So 
This is because um, Roas. Yeah, if you look directly exactly. at Roas, it's going to be driven by whatever the cost per click is on, on Amazon. Amazon yeah. Yep. And so by looking at conversion rate, you can get a much better idea on relevancy. And then from that relevancy, you can use it on Google. All right. CPCs are going to be different. And so let's test that out on the cost per click on Google side. But by using conversion rate, we know the best performing keywords are the most relevant keywords because they convert at the highest rate. Yep. Yeah. So if, if we're leading with like the Google campaign setup side, you have to, you know, create your Google search campaigns first. Then you go to Amazon attribution and you use bulk ops to create essentially mirrored versions of your campaigns and get them synced together, yep. which Amazon does in the, in the back end. Yeah. Yeah. So th if this is something that you're looking to implement, like Matt said, it's setting up individual campaigns in Google. And then after that, it's tying in the attribution. So it's setting up Amazon attribution and then using those links and feeding them back into Google. So Google's sending them to the right location. And then from there, now you can track throughout. We have a lot of database operations where we're tying together Google spend to attribution sales. So we can see overall ROAS for the different campaigns. You can try to stitch that together. That's where we're finding our software has been really helpful to be able to tie this all together. And what's cool is, like, you know, this is an initial introduction into Google, but there's so many different ways that you can use it. And especially looking at the overall landscape, you know, Google is the biggest digital advertise platform, advertiser platform right now. Meta is second, but Meta has been dropping off quite a bit and Amazon's For been now, going yeah. up. And so, you know, as we can stitch together Amazon data and Google data and be able to utilize the platforms together so much more, these are the two primary sources where product searches start. And so if we can dominate both of these, you can focus first on Amazon, get a good foundation, but then Google is another great spot to give yourself an advantage as a seller overall. And so we're really excited about this and driving more traffic to Amazon. And then as we keep going, we're going to keep expanding into what we can do with Google. And then how can we stitch all this data together to get this full picture on both platforms together? Yeah. Amazon's super competitive. Amazon attribution is really underutilized. And as an Amazon brand, you want to look at every available opportunity that can give you a competitive edge, things that you can do that your competitors aren't. And this is a really good step that can create a competitive advantage. Yeah. Yep. So let's see for anybody who like doesn't follow ad advance or us, feel free to connect with me, Joe Shellerud or at ad advance on LinkedIn or Facebook. And we're going to be putting out a lot more posts on this going forward. Also, if you're interested in utilizing Google to Amazon, definitely reach out and we can help and make sure see if it makes sense for you. So Overall, hope this episode was helpful. As always, we really appreciate you listening to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.